Well, tonight uh, I'm filling in for Brother Phil. He's been on the camera here, and uh, we, we we were glad to see him. I didn't know that he whether he would be or not. We um, we go back a long way with uh, Phil and Sherry. Uh, there's some of the people uh, who have come through uh, the church, BCC. Uh, there are many others. Uh, some have died. Uh, a lot of our wonderful members that have come through the church uh, have died and gone gone on to be with the Lord. Others that uh, came through the church had to move away uh, because of their job. Uh, so in this regard, I consider Burlington Christian Church to have served a good and useful purpose for the Lord's work. I guess we can't ask much more than that. Might do a little editorial here. <clears throat> for the past several Sundays, John has been talking about tough times that eventually come to all. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. Uh, <clears throat> so this uh, tough time, I think uh, we can take that uh, time as timely uh, message, um, and it can apply to us as individuals, and I think also to us as a church body. So I think that during the last two or three years, I would say the body has been through uh, tough times. Would you agree with that? If you don't agree with that, ask one of the elders. <laughs> uh, so now we might say, where are the tough people? Well, I would say look at the Sunday group, the present Sunday group before the virus, of course, uh, the Wednesday night group, uh, the people on the stage uh, 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 leading, singing, and, and playing, teachers and other workers. I'd say these are the tough people. I guess we would include our preacher, would we not? Tough, uh, somebody needs to tell him we paid him a compliment. He, he, he may not get many of those. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Uh, it's really too bad, though, that others must not have been so tough. I don't know where they are. Okay, now there used to be an old radio guy said, and now for the rest of the story. All of you young people wouldn't remember him. Uh, <clears throat> for the past, um, uh, what, three weeks? Uh, we've been studying Thessalonians. Last week, Steve gave us some uh, background about Paul's journey uh, there, uh, by the way of Philippi and and, he, and Berea, ended up in Berea. And uh, we also learned in, in chapter one that they were a model church. Now, this is... Um, this is quite astonishing to me uh, because 
they were a very young church. Paul just uh, started that almost o overnight. And uh, the members uh, were Gentiles and uh, they came out of idol worship, which is even more uh, uh, astonishing. Uh, out of worship and worldly ways uh, being Greeks and uh, not to place bad uh, words on on the Greeks but that was their life their lifestyle um, so and then the next two chapters were about uh, the model servant and uh, I believe Diane had that one and the model brother and so now we come to chapter four and we find that the main thoughts are the model walk, the model walk, and the believer's hope. Um, actually, the chapter I've divided into three little uh, uh, parts uh, that we will that we that we'll look at. A great multitude of the devout Greeks believed many of which were influential women now Thessalonica uh, was a, a very thriving town city and it had a seaport and uh, it was also a a free city in that the um, Romans didn't have garrisons there and soldiers stationed and all this stuff as some of the other uh, areas did so it's a free city so it's a, it's a, it's a rather cosmopolitan uh, city. And this is, um, I think, uh, they had some, some fairly, uh, probably well-to-do people, Greeks that um, accepted Paul's teaching. Now, so this caused a lot of envy among the Jews. Um, and some of the vile ones banded together, set all the city in an uproar, assaulted the house of Jason, Jason where Paul was staying or had been staying. And it was so threatening that the church brethren sent Paul and Silas away by night uh, to Berea. And these Jews followed him there. And uh, he even had to leave there. And he ended up in Athens. And Steve went through some of this uh, last week, but just to review there, this was uh, what Paul had to go through. So now we find uh, Paul in uh, Corinth, not too long after he was run out of uh, Berea. And he's writing this letter to the Thessalonians. He had been very anxious to hear about them during his absence. And Timothy has come bringing him good news about their faith, love, and longing to see him. And uh, this gave uh, great comfort to Paul. And so having gone through all of this, uh, so after this, Paul says, finally, therefore, brethren. And that brings us down to uh, chapter 4. Uh, verses one, uh, uh, one through eight, and this is uh, we'll, we'll let's look at that. <clears throat> uh, 
the the word in in my Bible is uh, is 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 furthermore, but uh, uh, it's a it's a it's a therefore and and, and so that type of thing. So I've said this. Now listen to this. Paul, that's what Paul says, and this this is Paul. This part right here, verses one through eight, is Paul's exhortation uh, for a model walk with God and reframing from gross vice. So he says, "We beseech you and exhort you by the Lord Jesus." That you uh, that as you have received of us, how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. Now you can imagine what Paul uh, preached to them. You got to keep in mind that he only had a few days uh, to do this uh, to instruct these people, and I think it's amazing uh, for, for such a short time. So he's he's giving them further instructions here. And this, this is a specific uh, issue that he's bringing up. You know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. Uh, I don't know what, that, what those would be. They didn't have any scripture. Hello, Donna. They didn't have any scripture except, uh, except the, old, the old scripture. So uh, the, uh, what Paul is passing on to them has is verbal uh, and uh, of course uh, aside there a minute uh, Paul received his um, training from uh, personally from Jesus now I don't know where how exactly this happened uh, I think a lot of it may have happened in at the time he spent in Arabia but it's always been interesting to me and I mentioned this Sunday in the Lord's Supper. If in Corinthians, Paul says, he starts out by, by saying this, for I received of the Lord. Now, to me, that means that he received it directly from Jesus. I, I think that's quite, uh, uh, quite uh, interesting uh, that he did that. And so these, these commandments that he's given the uh, church here, uh, he's received directly from Jesus what he didn't get out of the scripture uh, himself. For well, this is will of God, this is verse 3, even for your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. Now this is the issue that he brings up. And, and I think the reason that he mentioned fornication is because of the Greek culture. and. Uh, and and so probably this this was uh, a problem or a practice uh, among the um, among the Greek, and Paul has to address this, and he says abstain uh, from that. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in satisfaction and honor. I think vessel here means uh, your body. Now, not in the lust of uh, Concupiscence, even as the Gentiles, which knew not God. This is uh, sexual desires. Uh, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, 
because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. So again, you see how he's, uh, he's been teaching them. For God has not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. And that's a beautiful verse there. He therefore that despises not man, but God, who has also given unto us his Holy Spirit. Now that's, uh, please note that, Holy Spirit. You see, uh, keep in mind again, uh, these Greeks are pretty uh, uh, ignorant as far as uh, scripture and certainly the Holy Spirit. Uh, they've been in idol worship and that type of thing. So here Paul mentions the Holy Spirit. Undoubtedly, he'd done some teaching about that, uh, about the Holy Spirit. Now, <clears throat> um, backing up Paul, Paul's uh, uh, exhortation about uh, fornication, uh, he mentions in uh, Ephesus, uh, Ephesians, for example, Ephesians 4, 17 and 18, he says, do not walk as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, not having the understanding of life in God because of their ignorance and blindness of heart. And in the past have given themselves over to grittiness and all kinds of uncleanness. So, so that's Paul's take on, on the Gentiles. That, that's rather harsh. Uh, and so uh, they, their lifestyles and culture, uh, we wouldn't know what to think about that. They, even in those, those days, even now, those countries, uh, they're a lot more liberal than we are, although we're fastly, fast getting there. Uh, then First uh, Peter 2, 12, 11, 12, he says, Peter says, I plead with you to abstain from fleshly lust, which war against his soul, have your conduct good or be of good conduct. Um, <clears throat> so we have those two uh, uh, verses that, uh, uh, that supports Paul's uh, uh, exhortation about the about the issue there. If you if you look at four, uh, First Corinthians uh, chapter six, uh, I won't read I won't read all of that. Uh, but Paul says, "Don't you know that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take?" Uh, the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot, uh, God forbid. So this is, this is again here in Corinthians, uh, he's talking about uh, the, um, the issue of uh, sex between uh, two people that are not married. Uh, that, is, that is fornication. Uh, that's a little different than adultery. Uh, adultery, of course, is... Uh, uh, is 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 sex between uh, uh, someone who is married with someone who is not married, and that's uh, 
the difference there. Okay, so we move on now to uh, the next section, and this would be uh, verses. We're we're in chapter four now of Thessalonians. Um, these these verses are uh, uh, nine through twelve. Nine to twelve, and they concern Paul's exhortation against idleness. <clears throat> it seems that those. Um, let me read those nine through twelve. <clears throat> but as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write, uh, that I write unto you, for you, you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed you do it to, uh, toward all the brethren, which are in all Macedonia. Uh, now, see, he's writing this after the fact. Uh, see, this is what Timothy has reported to him. But we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more, and that you study to be quiet, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. He <laughs> get to work. Uh, that you may work, walk honestly toward them that are without. Uh, that's uh, those outside the, the church. Uh, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that you may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that you may have lack of nothing. Uh, so that's uh, 9 through 12. That's his or, or uh, exhortation against idleness. Um, uh, in the past, I have heard some comments about this, that uh, about this idleness, that um, that the Thessalonians were sitting around, not working, waiting for the Lord to come again. Uh, but I I don't believe that's a correct interpretation. I, I don't find that here. Um, however, I, I, I am, we will touch on some uh, later section. Uh, they, were, they are certainly uh, informed about the second coming and uh, that'll be the last section here. So here's what I think about that idleness. <clears throat> uh, it seems that those who had means, and we mentioned earlier that uh, there were some influential people in this church because of the of the city, and uh, they probably had means. So they and they were uh, taking this uh, Christian charity seriously. I mean, Paul Paul had probably talked to him about him, and incidentally, Paul. I don't know why they didn't support Paul exactly there. Uh, the, he had to get uh, help from other places and work himself. But um, they had the means, and they were dispensing this means to the poorer, poorer people of all Macedonia. And they, they were really getting uh, serious about this thing, Macedonian churches. So. So what happens when when people when people get handouts without having to work for it? <laughs> they wait for more handouts usually. That's what these people were doing. 
And I think that's what this section is talking about. Uh, these Thessalonican uh, uh, church members had had some means and they were helping the poor people and the poor people were sitting idle waiting for help to come keep coming and that's what uh, paul is getting on them about uh about idleness i, I believe that's what this section is talking about <clears throat> and he said this is this is not a principle of brotherly love to to take like this uh get up and be ambitious practice your own skills develop some skills and and get to work get to work and that's so that's what he is, is, uh, is talking about there. Keep in mind, he's having to talk to a young congregation. Okay, now the last, uh, the last part uh, is the rest of the chapter. And uh, this, is, this is very, very interesting. It's verses 13 through 18. And and it is the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming. And this is this is one of the sections of scripture uh, in the in the scripture that's pretty uh, uh, explicit about this and and pretty detailed about this. Uh, and this actually this is the main topic of the letter. If you of the whole letter, if you will notice in all in the other chapters. Uh, Paul mentions, uh, he mentions it one way or another be, before in, in, all, in the chapters, before, before he quits, he, he covers the base. So Paul, I would say that he must to have given special emphasis to this. Uh, and, and it's a doctrine or a teaching uh, that, that, was, that he wanted to the uh, church to be be aware of. So, <clears throat> also, if we if we look at the uh, other uh, chapters, we will find actually that Paul has mentioned or has taught a good many Christian doctors doctrines in this. Um, in, in this in this letter so let's look at these verses 13 through 18 <clears throat> and i said uh, i would not have you to be ignorant brother brethren concerning them which are asleep that you soar not even as others which have no hope uh, I'm going to finish reading this, and then we'll come back. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven, with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together 
with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Uh, that, that's beautiful comfort, isn't it? Um, uh, it is. Uh, he, he, he took uh, right, right much pains here to, to teach this church uh, about this. Uh, now, uh, jumping back up to uh, 13, if you will look at that, apparently they were very concerned about, those pe about their people uh, who had died. Uh, now, uh, he he said he uses the term which are asleep, and I think that is a good term. And uh, and and uh, personally, from what I gleaned from the scripture, I believe that's where people are asleep in the Lord, asleep in the Lord. So you can call being in the Lord heaven if you if you want to. I think it would be. But I, but asleep means those who are dead, uh, and and this, these people, they were they were concerned about that. Well, I think we can understand that. Can you imagine, uh, for example, some uh, non-Christian that had not been to Sunday school or church, or uh, and suddenly becomes converted and a believer. What what would they know about about all this section here? They they probably they probably would have all kinds of questions about it. So what he's saying here, that don't I don't want you to be I want you to understand is what he's saying uh, about those people who have died and gone on or sleep in the Lord. Now <clears throat> he says, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Now see right there is a doc is a see that teaching there? He has talked in about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He died and he and he's risen. He's rose he's risen. Uh and ascended, no doubt. So he says Jesus died and and he's living. So even though those who are who are asleep in the Lord or dead, Jesus with God will will God bring with him. For we for this we say that the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. In other words, we won't go ahead of them. <laughs> we won't get ahead of them. Uh, we'll all go together. And then and then it's, this is how it will happen. The Lord will descend with a shout and the voice of the archangel and the trumpet and, the, and, and listen to this. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, this is, see, see what a great teaching he has here. This is a resurrection, the dead in Christ, a resurrection, a resurrected body uh, that, that he's, he's talking about. And uh, so, then we we then what about we who are still walking around? Well, he covers that in seventeen. He said, "Well, we who are alive and still walking around, 
we'll be caught up together. Uh, that's that's a rapture if you want to <laughs> if you want to rapture. We're caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we all have how about that? That we'll all have a meeting there to everybody, the dead in Christ, those who are alive, right, man, meet in the air, and and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And see, that's, a, that's another uh, teaching uh, about Paul. Now, I would say uh, that these are, this, that's a lot of scripture there. Uh, and, and, and it's a lot of scripture for a young, uh, a young convert to handle. Uh, but it's pretty plain. And I would say amen to what Paul says, that it would be great comfort to use for each other, for everybody. I mean, how, how much more comforting uh, can can you get than that? I mean, you know, he's, he's talking, he, he covered it. So, so that last section, the Lord's coming, uh, Lord's coming, and I would say the second coming. Um, now, uh, finally, I might mention, I, I mentioned uh, some of the doctrines that Paul has gotten in here. Uh, he, he's an a, a amazing teacher. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't pull any punches, apparently, and that's what irritated the Jews so much. Uh, and so he was, he was pretty, pretty straight. So I think, I think in this uh, little uh, book here, letter here, uh, that we have uh, teachings about God. He mentioned the Holy Spirit. I think we have, he has teachings about that. Can you imagine what he talked to him about the Holy Spirit? Uh, and he, he, he must have baptized him. And uh, then uh, we have, uh, what about the Christian faith, about faith? And Jesus and, and his principles, his um, commandments, uh, brotherly love, he mentions that, and then the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, which is uh, at the basic of the of the gospel, and uh, and asleep in Christ, he, he was teaching them about that, and the second coming, and the resurrected body. I think that uh, uh, there's probably more. Those are just a few things that. Uh, that come to my mind that uh, these people uh, they were they were made aware of. So <clears throat> that's my little uh, lesson on on the fourth chapter. We have uh, we had the three the three sections. The first the first uh, section was uh, the exhortation for a model, model walk, and then. And then he got on us about being idle, and then the and then the second coming, and that pretty well does I think the uh, the chapter four. So I'm sorry we had a little uh, trouble getting started here. Um, I've uh, I've had uh, help from Steve and his and his laptop. I've, I probably got an old system or something. 
I have a desk computer, desktop computer, and uh, John and I tried to zoom, and uh, I we zoomed okay, but the cam I have, the sound wasn't clear enough for you to hear uh, without a little uh, uh, static, and I didn't I didn't want you to to have that so I, we asked Steve if he would help us out here uh, so uh, next time we um, see if we can't do better can't do better uh, thank you for your uh, participation um, and talking about tough times uh, uh, times are still tough this is for the, for our church body. I would say this is tough. This is tough times because many of our body body parts are not together. We're missing some body parts, and so times are tough. Let's keep that in mind, and hope for the day when we can get all the body parts back together. And uh, and so. Um, You're tough, stay tough, and the tough last, tough times don't, so let's last.